Welcome to the Space Action Podcast, an extension of Space Action Heroes, the webcomic, which you can check out at spaceactionheroes.com. Uh, I'm Chris Carson. DC and Shama. And today we are talking about Avengers Infinity War. The one that took 10 years to make. 10 years. This has never happened. Even though they had no idea because they threw the Infinity Gauntlet in the first Thor movie as a background. That's crawl. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's evolved over 10 years. I, so Avengers 1's the first one where they started putting in stones. They threw in him, yeah. Like, well, they threw in Thanos, but I'm not sure if the, the stones were ever thought to be part of it because the original yeah, Thanos oh, introduction comic he, it's about the Tesseract right that's right so I think I don't what's know what's the first one with the stone the first one with the stone is Infinity oh no not Ultron mm, oh the first you mean um, the first time they, they in the Marvel they, Cinematic they, yeah, Universe yeah exactly uh, I think it's they mentioned the stones in oh god we're gonna it's Ultron is it Ultron? Yeah. Dark yeah, World because Dark has... World there's the ether, but they don't call it explicitly but they allude stone. to it being yeah, the stone. stone yeah so this has been like a ten-year project, but realistically, it's been a few the gauntlet's been, been yeah, coming together in the last couple. Figuring out how they're going to bring this to a, a head, which is before we die. Like we're going to dive into it, but spoiler-free right now. Spoiler-free right now. Um, well, okay, let's hear it. What, what do you start? What, 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 are they, what are your impressions, uh, sir? My impression. Uh, my uh, first of all, I should say, if you're a huge like Marvel hardcore fan, we're going to maybe offend you a little. And I apologize for that in advance, but um, the first thought I, I had, don't. No, okay. <laughs> the first thought I had when I left the theater was that if you're a huge Marvel fan, this makes total sense. But if you're a casual Marvel viewer, it feels like people went out in droves to this because it was advertised as once and for all. That was their tagline, once and for all, which by its nature indicates it's the end of something. Right. And it wasn't. It was. And I don't know if this is a spoiler to say. It's half a movie. It's a giant. To be continued. Yeah. Well, so, they didn't start calling Infinity War until it was part one. It was part one and for, part two for a while, and yeah. then they changed it and said, "Oh no, it's its own story." But that all aside, like the average Joe who doesn't look at Marvel stuff, mm. seeing the ads for it would take away that. Oh, this is the end of a ten-year series of movies. I should probably go see this. And then it wasn't. I'm wondering if that's going to create any ill will. If we're going to see a dip in profits for the next one, because people uh. are going to be like, "Is this going to be the last one for this storyline? Is it? I don't know." Yeah. It was a little odd. Yeah, because like, there wasn't a lot of closure to this one, which I mm -hmm. kind of expected. Like I was expecting closure. No, I was expecting it to continue. The second year, like, it's part one, because this is essentially Avengers 3.0. Chapter 3, part one. Part one, yeah. So, if you watch Harry Potter or um, um, Hunger Games, mm -hmm. any one of those where they take the last book and they split it into two parts... Usually the first one's going to be a lot. It's Harry and Hermione camping. Hanging out. Yeah. And, like, it's a lot of setup, and I find that's what happened with this one. Because they snapped out part one and two, and this turned into Infinity War, and they, I guess the whole idea is we're going to ease into our new cast of characters. Right. It really made this one uh, kind of clunky and tepid. Yep. And like, with no real sense of finality. No. Which I think it, is really going to anger average people, being like, I came here because I was promised something. It felt... And this is, like, the most simple I could put it. It was either going to be Avengers 1, the Avengers Assemble, or Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Where 1 is, like, a everything feels like nothing but net. You're like, oh, my God, all yep. these payoffs are great. I love seeing each one of these characters. And you didn't really have need to have seen the four movies nope. prior. It nope. was just a nice little, yeah. It did a good job of reintroducing everybody. Yeah. 
Ultron, however, is really presuming that you've seen everything that came before it. And it was a bit of a clusterfuck. And it's packing way more shit into it, so it's just stumbling, it's just a huge play of shit stumbling towards the finish line. Yeah. And this one kind of felt like that. A little bit. I really, because I'm a sucker for reintroducing characters. Uh, perfect example, the way Tony, where's the Tesseract? You should have left it underwater. We cut to Tony under the Hudson River. He fires up, and like that whole intro of that character, like, this is why I love Iron Man. Right, right. None of that in this movie. No. They, characters was, just walked into the room, like, yeah. hey, what's up? And I was like, what the fuck? It was very reliant on, which I don't, I don't, like, fault them for the idea that we have... 18 movies of character development mm-hmm. so this one is now taking these developed characters and just putting them in a situation I don't yeah. fault them for that but at the same time it was so so bloated it, well, I wouldn't say it was messy but it was very bloated it was really clear again that like like the electric jacuzzi scene from fucking Ultron we're tent polling movies right like the second we spend 30 minutes with Peter Dinklage trying to I love that segment though it's great <laughs> like it, it, it was what you want in a comic book movie where yeah. like we're gonna do a whole chapter like it, I was just reading the Beta Ray Bill okay. storyline and it's kind of awesome because at the uh, top of it after they introduce him we go to Loki on the other side of the galaxy and he's literally doing some other shit I'm like oh this is that this is totally like if you're gonna put the Guardians of the Galaxy it, it, oh I think we've gone past the spoiler mark am I oh. fucking oh shit no no we haven't spoiled anything yet but we might as well just it's 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 a like a review for this movie with no spoilers is it's two and a half hours of people doing things <laughs> like it's kind of you can look at the poster and get the gist of it right like these guys are gonna do some stuff and then we'll and and, from what I've been told some of them are gonna die yeah <laughs> so okay from this moment on sorry everybody spoilers from here on out now you know the dinks in it the Dinklage, he you're, shows up as a giant dwarf. You're going to see the biggest dink you've ever seen That's in your true. life. That's true, it is a giant dink. You know what I kept thinking? Is it mean that we had to put a bunch of low-angle shots on Peter Dinklage to make him look like a giant? The whole time, like, was he insulted walking around? I wondered like, about that. <laughs> it's a little insulting. Because, like, I know they're in the comics, the giant dwarfs are in the comics, but at the same time, I was wondering, like, the moment-to-moment of Peter Dinklage in that role, being like, uh, is this a joke that yeah. I'm little, but I'm big? Exactly. Okay, because uh, Peter Dinklage is like 50 feet tall in the movie. He's a giant dwarf. His hands are infused by Thanos, right? Right. And he's he the, the only one. So the, they're just master uh, weapons makers. Right. They, they've yeah, made yeah. Gauntlet. They've made uh, Meow Meow. Meow Meow Meow. I really didn't like the name um, Stormbringer. It sounded like Storm, something. Oh, Stormbreaker. Did, Stormbreaker, yeah. Mm. It sounded like something out of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like as, as, as unpronounceable as Meow 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 is, I was hoping for like another name like that it seemed it seemed but that's made like that's knew... Ray Bill's axe right so like they're gonna I mean again we're tent polling movies right yeah. so yeah it sounds stupid but Carson we want to put this character in so <laughs> fuck you might as well yeah cause um, I assume Thor will be dead oh so just to, I just want to quickly jump right to the end just for a second mm-hmm. and say the list of casualties shall we do like the in memoriam for the MCU people well that's the thing is I, I think only <laughs> f- what four people actually died and then everyone else was turned I got the list right but, here, but it was I think because well, everyone who died before there's a point in the movie that Thanos he succeeds mm. he gets all the infinity stones he snaps his fingers and half of the universe dies so all those people are coming back. I wouldn't even qualify them as dead. I assume in the next movie, the original Avengers, who are left alive, will sacrifice themselves to bring them back. Since God, there was this gonna be awkward. this running <laughs> there was this running theme of self sacrifice yeah, throughout the whole is. movie. And they're all these original actors, like Thor's is still alive, Iron Man's still alive, Hulk's still alive, and Captain America's still alive. They're all the people that are leaving the MCU. So I imagine it's gonna be a slow 
death march for the next one of them saving all the dust people who turned to dust. So that means the only real deaths were Loki, Gamora, um, uh, Valkyrie. We don't see it. We don't see her. Yeah. And they said uh, that half the crew was dead. So we Heimdall, we got to see. Heimdall's killed. dead. And, uh, uh, that's... and Vision. So I think that's going to be the only actual casualties. You don't think they bring back Nebula? Nebula's still alive. Remember she was hanging out with Stark. I'm sorry, Nebula. Gamora, you don't think she comes back? I don't think so, because I was thinking about that too for for Guardians Part 3, how yeah. interesting it would be for James broken Gunn quill. to write a broken... And quill. And he said the next one is the last movie with all the Guardians, so what better way to break up the team than to be suffering from the loss of one member, and so everyone uh, just kind of goes also, their own way. That was the one thing that really started to worry me, especially when people started dusting away. Well, I was like, okay, clearly people are going to come back. Yeah, you're um, killing Spider-Man, and he's already announced for 2019. Yeah, as exactly. A, yeah. Fucking, my favorite, the one that kind of got me, um, I was like, no, was the brilliant turnaround of T'Challa finding oh, Okoye. Oh, you thought it was going to be her. And, and then, then all of a sudden it turned, I was like, fuck you, yeah. no way. And again, there's no way they're going to shoot exactly. that cash cow in the face. Exactly, so. that movie just made a, it just crossed a billion, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I'm like, dude, he signed on for at least two more pictures. That's why I'm so shocked by all these like middle-aged people being so heartbroken by the end of this movie. I'm like, it... have you never read comics before? <laughs> like, do you, you understand that none of these people are dead, right? I mean, it's sad that I'm Loki pretty sure Gamora straight up says, like, I've died several times. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I think... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Loki's permanently gone. I'm For pretty sure. sure. Oh yeah. Uh, Vision's going to be permanently gone, and Gamora. I'm pretty sure. Was any of the, were any of them to you uh, kind of like shocking? No, I kind of like. Well, that's the thing. Uh, that's the part. Of, like, you. I went into this movie fully expecting everyone to die. So mm-hmm. when every time, anytime someone would die, I'd be like, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I mean. I'm assuming or not they're all die for Christ's sake. When, I remember there was a big reaction in our crowd whenever Tony got stabbed. Oh, right. So Tony comes at Thanos. In case anyone's listening to this who hasn't seen the movie and just wants to spoil it for them. What um, a horrible way to find out the plot of this hey, movie. You should see the, uh, the, the, the reviews, the spoiler reviews that came out before it was even released were up to like 800,000 views before the movie came out. So people don't care. Strange. But like, yeah. So it's the it's, same kids you fucking watch people play video games rather than play a right, video right, game. Right, right. That's who it is. Um, but yeah, there's, Fuck you kids, by the way. <laughs> there's a giant bait and switch where Tony, uh, with his bleeding edge armor, creates a big sword, jumps at Thanos, Thanos breaks the sword off, stabs Tony. And you think, oh, okay, he's, he's For dead. For sure, he's that was it. Yeah. But then, nope. No, he, uh, but then after saying... Frost it shut. Frost it shut, and after saying, after uh, Doctor Strange said, I'm willing to let any of you die to protect this stone, he hands over the stone, which I think is a, is a not too subtle... Jesus Christ, yeah. But I think that's a not too subtle, because right before that, he's like, I saw 82 million variations of how to win... And only one we did, so clearly he, that, re- the, he saw that. That I was the one he had stone. to do, yeah. So, you know, I have to admit, they get choked up whenever Peter Parker's there die. When Peter died? Yeah. But that's, I, I, think I, 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 <laughs> I totally so, did. So, yeah, the end of the movie is Peter Parker dying in Tony Stark's arms, but the whole time I was just like, all I had in my head was, oh, Spider-Man Homecoming 2 slated for 2019. Exactly. So I, was I was thinking like, the uh, same thing, but just his performance, I mean. Like, he right. really sold me that moment of, like, a kid. He's like, I'm he's alone scared, on a planet yeah. by myself. I'm never going to see Aunt May again. Yeah. And he's just like, please, I don't want to die. I thought that was really sweet. It was, the performances were great. Mm. It was just such a clusterfuck. It was nuts. Like, I'm gonna, okay, I'm trying to think of, like, things that, again, I want to do the same thing I did with The Last Jedi. And, um find the things I loved about it. I, mm. I loved seeing the oh, lights yeah. pop out of the Iron Spider suit. Yep. That was straight out of the comic book, and they kept that completely silent. They they took it out of all the trailers. We saw that shot of him flipping through the garbage. Without the, uh, yeah, without the so back they, on Yeah, so that was a great switch. There was a lot of shots, though, in this movie um, 
that they drastically they, I mean, it starts it's starting to get to the point that's something i want to ask you about that we're getting to the point now where we're showing shots that are in the trailer and i get oh right like hulk running with them yes all. and it's not in the movie at all right and because yeah, hulk's terrified because he got his ass kicked so he refused to, he refuses to hulk out and like at what point are we is it just false advertisement and it's starting to bug me. Like, Rogue One was really bad for that. Yeah. Like, that whole beach chase scene never fucking happened. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and yeah, part of that is the advertising for it saying this is the end, too. Yeah. It's all sort of part and parcel it's, of kind of false advertising. It's strange, man. Um, I also noticed with Thor and the eye, it really felt like that whole eye patch thing was really shoehorned in at the last second. Yeah, it seems like the... the I don't know why... Like, who wrote yeah. Ragnarok? Because uh, I thought that would have been so cool to have had Thor running around with an eye patch for the whole movie, yep. but then they immediately get rid of it. Yep. In a great scene, though, because it made sense from a character perspective of oh. Rocket to have had that eye. Another thing they fucking loved. Hmm. His weird... It's now a fetish, clearly, that Rocket has Steals for, for body... No, for, <laughs> no, for, 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 for prosthetic body parts. Yeah. Whenever he sees Bucky's arm and he's like, I'm, I'm gonna get it. that arm. <laughs> yeah. little, that delivery of just like, I'm gonna get that arm. That killed me, dude. <laughs> well, apparently, and I, I can't... I'm not sure if this is substantiated, but James Gunn wrote the Guardian's dialogue. So that, that would make sense. Because that bugged the fuck out of me, dude. I could not stand the Guardians in this one. They came really? off like uh, the Keystone Cops. They all just wanted to murder people, and mm. they couldn't get their shit together. Like, the whole scene where, I'm just standing still, I'm invisible. I'm like, this is so clunky. This does not sound like James Gunn's dialogue. It was odd, yeah. I, was, I, I don't have, uh, you'd have to Google that to make sure of it, weary listener. But, um, I think, I've heard that James Gunn wrote those parts. Like, maybe he consulted, but I, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of moments where I was like, Jesus, it sounds like, so, it sounded like a, a Kermit the Frog now. Right, right. he's like, hi, Holder! It's like, that's not James Henson. That's Hansen. not Kermit. Like, Quill would open his mouth, I'm like, that's not James Gunn. That it, doesn't sound like him. Do you think that, uh, I know this is like a nitpick, but I'm not sure. Actually, tell me if this is a nitpick or not. That there's a scene when, um, it's Tony Stark, Spider-Man, Peter Quill, Drax, and Nebula, and, uh, are all working together to stop Thanos, and they almost do. They have him trapped. Um, that sequence was fan. Mantis has has her hands on his head to Genius. keep him distracted. They're pulling the gauntlet off, and then he starts like chirping at Peter Quill about how he killed Gamora, and Peter Quill just starts punching him in the face. Why didn't he just shoot him in the head? Yep, it was that like was that, one of the moments where I was like, oh, that's rough writing. That's really stupid, silly writing. Because that didn't make sense from a character perspective. Nope. Peter Quill would have just shot him in the fucking head. Like and he shot from, his father in the fucking face. Right, and from a story perspective, it's like that feels like you purposely didn't do the most obvious thing because it would have ended the movie right there. Yeah. So then maybe change it so that the, that's not the way it happens. Exactly. And it's not. And you're, you're wrong. It's not even like he started chirping at him. He's literally just in a trance, just like, you know, bubbling out. Oh, he's feeling the emotions, right? Yeah, so it, it's a little bit, it's not even like a bad cartoony, like, I did it, you fucking piece of shit. It's Mantis, it's, isn't it? It's uh, Mantis' guys. So hold on. So in that moment, yeah, it would have made more sense for Quill just to shoot him. So again, like, it makes it even worse. Like, if he was just egging him on mm. I would be like no he, he'd punch him I, right, I'll right. buy it because he's just in a rage but he was just getting the truth out of Mantis so why wouldn't it's he it's way just... more yeah and I was just like that you're literally giving yourselves like these fucking fly balls and just swinging and missing it was like, odd I, the one thing I was really looking forward to is how they were going to reintroduce Captain America because his him leaving the franchise well the story arc was such a big deal him and like you know, oh right becoming no, um, nomad. nomad yeah and I thought for sure it was going to be something a little bit more... Like, again, I didn't like how they just jumped in. He was just in Scotland and saved Wanda and... Uh, oh, right. I so guess, I guess they were tracking her. Yeah. Because she was on their side, escaped I with them. Yes. But I'm like, so that, that is that just... So 
Cap's been just flying around the earth. I guess. Doing random... He's like the A-team. Him and Sam are in a black van with a red stripe down the side. It was fun hearing the Avengers theme come up when he showed up. That happened twice in the it movie. happened a lot. Yeah, well, two big it. moments is Thor showing up and Captain America showing up blared the Avengers theme. Yeah. And, and, but then listening to the music over the end credits, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they just cut, copy, and pasted that from a previous recording. Because the music itself wasn't that great. No, and it was awkward hearing like the... Black Panther. Th- I guess actually no, it wasn't that bad. Well, it was that awkward was hearing the Black Panther theme <laughs> show up when no one else's got no one else's theme got a little stink. Yeah, because fuck you. So it was like, because <laughs> you're in goddamn Wakanda, <laughs> you show fucking respect. But I really wanted when Peter jumped out of the bus. I thought it would have been great to just yeah. have a little cue of his theme mm. and then like a little cue of Iron Man's theme, just peppered in. Yeah, it's but the nice only one who got it was was Black Panther. Fucking Ned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, Ned, create a distraction. He's like, without hesitation. Oh, right. We're all going to die! Uh, the Russos are good for taking characters and putting them in their little... It it feels like um crime drama television to me. Mm, okay. Like episodic drama? Yeah, like a Law and Order or a... What, what do they call them? Crimes procedurals, where everyone's kind of doing their side missions. So they're really good at running, like, parallel narratives and having them all like inter- it really compartmentalized yeah, everyone compartmentalized, yeah. where we had them off in a fucking ship over here yeah. and then they were off like trying to get us thing over- and I was just like this feels too inert yeah like I like Thanos cannot get it he's got the gauntlets he can just jump from location to location mm. but after a while I'm like it just feels like we're on three sound stages which they were yeah because yeah. everyone's schedules were so screwed we couldn't get them all in one shot so like let's just keep juggling these balls yeah a little there bit was a but then part... I can only imagine I can imagine though if they had them all together in one room that would have been it would be too much that would have been too too much yeah so you're kind of damned if you do damned if you don't exactly um, but it's just it was for a three hour movie after a while you start to forget shit like at one point we cut back to the ship and Tony's are trying to save Doctor Strange I'm like we haven't seen you like, like in an oh, hour oh right they were on the ship yeah right, I right. was like what the hell we haven't seen you guys like what have you been up to yeah there was one shot in there that fucking kills me I don't know Cumberbatch is tall right um I honestly I honestly don't know I think he's like 6'2 there's a shot where they're in front of that Starfield driving thing was, was Robert Downey Jr. up on a box you could so tell cause his belt was at like Cumberbatch's chest right right it was so fun and the thing is they, they put the box so he was taller so Tony was almost looking down at him. right right I was like he's supposed to be the big authoritarian figure yeah right? and it looked so silly like they yeah. pulled the camera way too far back and eased in and I was laughing my ass off you think they would just had him step forward a little bit yeah it was it was rough that was, was rough. It was one of the... I was laughing so hard. I was like, come on, so he's a little short. Just have him be a little short Just have Iron him be man. a little short Iron Man. I kind of like the idea that the suit's huge. It's like this like eight-foot right, right. suit he has to get into. I'm Mark Ruffalo! <laughs> a giant suit at the end. Uh, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about... Because I read the um, comic it was based on right before seeing it. Because it's not based on Infinity War. I tried to read Infinity War, but that was a comic line from the 90s back when comics were super confusing and you had to have read 50 other comics to get what was going on. Right. The, the 90s comic narrative that killed comics for a decade because it was too confusing. So I started Infinity War and I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. But this is, this is more based on Infinity Gauntlet and then the prequel comic Thanos' Quest. So it's a three-part comic called Thanos' Quest where he f- gets all the Infinity gems. And then Infinity Gauntlet is him... Uh, trying to snap out half the universe to please Lady Death. Okay. Because uh, in, in Marvel Comics, Death is an actual person, and uh, he all he wants, Thanos, all Thanos wants is for her, her to love him. And he so thinks, it's not as uh, 
bland as the universe needs balance. That's the thing. Is like, <laughs> like uh, it needed both because I I, 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 there was a point where I was like, I kind of agree with Thanos. Oh, I hundred percent agree with Thanos. And so that's good. If you're agreeing with your villain, then you've done a good job. Yeah. But he needed a little more for the performance because that was just backstory. Yeah. And I think the needed more for the performance could have been that he was just desperate for this person to love him back and everything he did wouldn't succeed in that. See, So he wanted to kill half the universe to be like, look, death, look what I brought you, death. I thought there was a moment where I was, I was talking to Trevor after the movie, I'm like, at one point, I think it's his first lines in the movie, he says, you guys don't know, I know what it's like to lose. Mm. To believe so firmly that you're, that right. you're right and to n nonetheless fail. Yeah. And I'm like, clarification, please. Well, that was him on his plum planet, remember? Because later on he talked about how his home planet was overpopulated and he believed he was right but and like, he wanted to kill half of them humanely and they said no and then his whole planet died. Like, I'm sorry, like, you need a little bit more than a vague ether wipe. Show me a, a scene where Thanos has, like, I don't know, I don't care, a dog. And oh, see the dog die, just something just to emotionally something connect to. Something to connect it because it's this broadest thing of just like, no, I need to balance. I need to have the knife balance on my finger. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of balance in the universe. Like, listen, when I say I agree with Thanos, I'm not a genocidal maniac, but at the I'm same a bit time, of a genocidal maniac. At the same time, I realize a lot <laughs> of our problems on this planet are caused by overpopulation. If we suddenly got rid of four billion people, yeah. it would save the human race. Exactly. And if you could do it humanely, where you just snapped your finger and, and they random. disappeared, and it's random. Yeah. I was like, I. Yeah, I kind of yeah. agree with you. But from just strictly from a, uh, from a performance level, I wish he had more. Because seeing Thanos go slowly mad in the comic is great. I want more of that. But then I'm wondering um, if if it's to do with like, do you think it would they would have been criticized of like, oh, the whole motivation of this guy is to make a woman love him would have been criticized in the 21st century, and maybe that's why they steered clear of it to avoid any fucking controversy. Like, oh, oh so she's God. she's a prize to be won? So you're just ma marginalizing no, this female because character? because if anything, it's... I kind of read it because I think like a lot of people assumed it was going to be Hela because she's the goddess That's of why death. I assumed it was standing for her was going to be Hela. Too, yeah, right? so I thought, if anything, it shows the desperation of this dude. He's so desperate to please this woman. He's like, I will murder the entire... Just to make you happy. Just to and make you happy. And you still won't love me. And like, so she has complete emotional domain over this guy. Mm. Like, he's underneath her in, in my eyes. Oh, like, yeah, I agree. But yeah. I'm just wondering if our modern audiences would look would that have been deep like, or just start screaming. Uh, because it's odd man. that that was like that's the primary motivation for him. Yeah, so it's weird that they just got rid of that, yeah. just for no real reason. Just like poof. I think we all assumed that's what it was going to be, but it just that's I think that's the other thing. As much as I loved, I was that's one of the things I was really worried about in the beginning was that they were going to have just this big clunky CGI awkward villain like the DC the Steppenwolf two point exactly. They made a point of like we have to make this guy human. Oh yeah, we sure. have to give him art. Like you have to the whole everything with him and Gamora. I loved. Mm. Um, oh yeah, because I, I texted you this earlier and you gave me a thumbs down on it. But I because uh, I, I wanted him to be more looking like less like Josh Brolin and more like in the comic. Did book. I give you a thumbs down? Goddamn social media! I did <laughs> oh, not mean to. No, no, no. I agree. Um, it bugged me. It creeped me out whenever I saw the movie because in the previous incarnations of the MCU, Thanos, he didn't look that much like Josh Brolin. Right. And he this just looked one... like Thanos. I kind of like how he looked in the original teaser for Avengers. Right. Yes. Just creepy looking. Yeah. Yeah. This one looked like from the eyebrows to the bottom lip, I was like, that's creepy. It was just Josh Brolin. It's so unsettling. Yeah. Which is good and bad, but I think they, they're so focused on performance capture now that they've lost a little bit like... There, are, like, it's an eight comic from the '80s, and there's panels in it of Thanos just looking with his dead black eyes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's haunting. Yeah, and how cool that would have been to recreate visually, or recreate in uh, motion instead of on paper. In that arc, any of those stories, Red Skull come back? 
No, that was an interesting choice because I mean choice. it did make sense. He did get sucked up by the uh, tesseract at the end of Captain mm-hmm. America, and it wasn't um, Hugo Weaving. They didn't get Hugo Weaving. No, it wasn't at all. So I, I, he was either asking for too much or his schedule was busy. I remember. I, I was watching the credits to make sure. I was like, that didn't sound like Hugo Weaving, and it wasn't. Because, yeah, when they showed the reveal, I was like, is it Red Skull? Yeah. Or is that or just, is like it just his... a guy with a Red Skull? Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember, because uh, as I was watching it, and they uh, he started talking, I remember immediately being like, I think they, he was CGI. I don't think that was an actor at all. I don't, honestly don't know. Um, I know everything around him was, because he had this, like, he yeah. looked like um, Skeletor. Yeah. Very, oh, <laughs> like, oh my god, bit. he did, a little bit. Red Skeletor. Um, but his face um, looked CGI to me, because I remember reading an article, Hugo Weaving hated doing the makeup, and he was like, I'm not doing With it again. blue screen nose. Yeah, and yeah, he was like, I'm not doing it again. So... Um, I right away I'm looking I'm like I, he came down the voice wasn't Hugo Weaving I, it took me a second to be like oh, when was the last time we saw you is anyone yeah. I was like years ago. I got all excited like is Killmonger gonna come back because <laughs> I really liked that guy I want to hear more about his political platform well technically he could with the Infinity Gauntlet exactly that's and <sighs> it does take the window of it a little bit when it's a can do anything machine yes like disintegrating a moon, badass as hell. But at the same time, like the second Wanda goes through this emotional turmoil of killing a vision and, and ripping the stone, that and was, it's almost funny. That was great because I did laugh. <laughs> oh, it's so comical! And it was great because then it was immediately followed up by my favorite scene in the whole movie, my favorite moment in the whole movie for like an ironic reason was uh, when he puts the last stone in the gauntlet. And he's, Josh Brolin just goes, <laughs> does this little, like, sexy wiggle. Like, he goes, oh, like the power of the stone. And I was like, you are adorable. <laughs> like, no, I can't hate you. You're the cutest thing ever with your, with your gauntlet. He loves his little gauntlet. He just did this little, oh. I bet you he's <laughs> named it. <laughs> it was great. It was really adorable. I just, there was little moments in this movie, not surprisingly, that felt like Ultron. Yes. Um, a lot of beats, like Vision on a bed, and everyone's rushing to protect him from invading factors. And then just failing. failing and then, fa- yeah. It, it did handle the themes of failure better than the last fucking Jedi, at least. Yeah, I want to get my last Jedi burn in. <laughs> fucking shit in the mouth. And so, I want to go back to I didn't even think of it until you said I wrote down. Um, the Hulk, man, fucking, he does get his ass handed to him. And he's just too scared. He just won't come out. I thought that was great. That is because I, I, it was bugging the shit out of me. Why I'm he like, wouldn't? Yeah, why are we doing the Edward Norton Hulk again, where he can't get him to come out? Yeah, yeah. remember, like that was the whole thing. We falls out of the airplane and shit. Oh yeah, because he had to get that last. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was like, why are we doing this? Plot? That's that's how I, I totally blindsided the whole thing. He I just got he, he got his ass handed to him. Oh. The first time I think Hulk's ever had his ass handed. It to was him. a great that, and he was just like was no. I like the idea of just, like, how do we show this guy's might to even someone who's never heard of these characters before? See, have the big green thing? Have him the Hulk. beat the shit yeah. out of the big green thing. And then murder Idris Elba. And then murder Loki. That was a great death, though. And they said that half the crew was... Oh, it was. And they said that half the Asgardians were dead. So we know there's a half... But then they blow up the ship. So I don't know... I don't know I how they're going to get around that or if they're going to make Valkyrie Thor the last of his got kind. them on some escape ship and or got some, the fuck you out. know what I mean? Like, Or it would be great in the next one if Thor was like, I have nothing, like everyone's dead, what the fuck do I have to live for? He had that one great moment where I was like, Hemsworth might be my new favorite Avenger. Mm. Um, where, We've been killing it since Ragnarok. Oh, dude. Hey, pair, number two, you can pair Rocket with a fucking pair and it would be a great movie. Every time they pair him off with anybody, Yondu... Yep. Thor, it's always interesting yeah. because he's like Pesci. He just like or uh, Bashemi in uh, Fargo. Right, right. He's a good character for them to play off of. Like when he's like the uh, rabbit. <laughs> yeah, oh, rabbit. 
It was like that one part where he's like, all right, I got to be a captain. He sucks it up. He has some responsibility. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. They're giving him actual development. But that one scene where Hemsworth actually breaks down, he's just like, took my brother, my father's dead. What do I have to look he's, for? He's like, what else can they take from me? Yeah. I was like, gee, and he starts tearing up. I was like, this guy is crushing it in this character. And he's smiling through the tears. Like, yeah. I loved that performance. It seems like they've uh, everyone's been set up to die in the next one. Because Thor has no real reason to live. Cap, his life's been over for a while since he's been nomad. Yeah, he's since, no longer uh, Captain America. Uh, Peggy died, yeah. Yeah, and since Peggy's gone. Um, Iron Man's the only one that's going to be sad because he's about to get married. Dude, that scene at the top of the movie where he's like, I it pictured us having a kid. I was like, Jesus, are we going here, really? And then thank God a portal opened up and, and they got, got him the fuck. And they got rid of Gwyneth Paltrow. And then Gwyneth Paltrow just complained, like, get back here! I don't care if the world's about to end. And then she stutters Pepper, out. Pepper, get your priorities Pepper, straight. Call, you're dating you can a press, superhero. I'm sure at this point you have a bracelet that you press and a suit snaps around you. Like, right. chill the fuck out. And you made the decision to be engaged to Iron Man. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he's going to try and save the Lady, world. Lady, that man was not subtle about his intentions from the beginning of that relationship. It's right. your goddamn fault. <laughs> oh. I but, go, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, I was just going to phase into, I just want to talk a little bit about the editing. I mentioned this earlier. Go for it. That, oh, because it's intriguing. Well, the editing just bothered the hell out of me because all of the Russo Brothers movies, um, Civil War and Winter Soldier, have bugged the editing. The editing has bugged the hell out of me. Any specific example? Uh, well, the specific example, the one that really drove it home for me. Like from the other two? because oh, From the other two, it just one. felt like like every scene was cutting too quick or too slow. Okay. It was. I can't even think of a specific example. It was just overall. I was like, oh, every cut is annoying me because it's noticeable. This stairwell fight in um, Civil War, specifically for me, is like really jarring. Like right. it's, it's not fluid. Like it's trying to be fluid. Like I, it took me like three times watching that scene to be like, oh, that's what's happening. Right, right. The camera's all shaking. Yeah. Everything. But um, but I was just comparing it to something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is so organically edited. Every shot, like the lingering, like it's crazy. The, the, okay, so the shot that really bugged me in Infinity War was the final shot of Thanos looking at the sunrise that he wanted to see. The Adama moment. Because it was just Thanos, sunrise, Thanos, cut to credits. And it was like, we just had two and a half hours of non-stop action. It would be okay to just slow everything down for like 20 good seconds of just Thanos' face just slowly smiling. And like the Rocket's face at the end of Guardians 2. That shot held on Rocket as a tear went down his eye a, just looking at the funeral. And you remember that. Andy. And you remember that. Yeah. And it's just it was just boom, 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 and now the credits are up. And I was like, oh, the movie's over? Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, when it cut to black, I was like, oh, we're done. Oh, it's done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just needed that lingering pause of him just going, <sighs> and I've noticed that in all the Russo Brothers movies, so I don't know who their editor is or if it's them, if it's been different editors and they're just more like active in the cut. But then it goes back to a conversation we've had many times about modern editing, where it's no longer a, an organic creative process. It's now you need a degree in like computer engineering to lay in the tracks and then have a temp track and then right. whittle it down while seven producers come in and give their input. And so it's, there's nothing... I always reference back to Spielberg's editing. Still to this day, edits on a flatbed without a temp track. And they ask him, like, what's your process? And he's like, whatever feels right. Like, yeah, that's editing. Yeah. Not like, okay, okay, we have the temp track in from Transformers 2, so we, the the director really liked the beats, so we need to, <laughs> we need to hit the beats that oh the, this track's God. hitting, and that's modern editing, and I, I find it's so noticeable to me. And I, I do fancy myself an editor, so it's so noticeable. I'm like, oh, yeah, this has been... This has been calculated. That's an excellent point. Mm. It's just been assembly line editing. There's nothing, because I'm trying to think, like... There's, yeah, there's no, like, memorable... Like, I think about Guardians, 
that was really obvious in this one the the needle drop moment mm. quill's gonna be playing some song on the on the Mur- Mul- milano they apparently they said it's not called the milano anymore but they haven't said what it's called yet because it, it looked really different in it this did. one it looked really really different um it looked, in fact, like an upgrade. Just like the upgrade in a certain the, comic book. Of the Screescovery in um, uh, SpaceActionHeroes.com, which you all should check out, SpaceActionHeroes. Shameless plug. Dot com. Shameless plugs are what breads are butter. God or other way around. Damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're also brought to you by Hamster.com, where you can buy all the hamsters you need at one low price. Hamster.com. Just use the code Richard Gear to get your... <laughs> That joke was low-hanging fruit. I'm sorry. It was uh, tasteless. Use the code anals Klein. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the needle drop moment. The second we cut to Quill, and he's just in the chair bobbing around singing. Everyone's singing with him. And I was just... Oh, everyone was singing with him. And then Groot went, I am Groot. Right. Whoa! Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it just... It didn't have that fluidity. You're right. The organic kind of, like... Just all from the edit. Yeah. It just didn't... Because I think the scene, like, I, I didn't get the sense you got from the Guardians. I felt like it was the Guardians. Yeah, they felt weird to me. But the editing just kept... It bugged me so much. And I just was having flashbacks of watching Civil War and Winter Soldier again. Where I was like, I hated the editing of those movies so much. And I'm just... Ugh, it's bugging me. Mm. I don't know. The one thing that... I don't know. It, I know in the Marvel movies that we always undercut all the severity with humor. Right. That's a very James Gunn thing. I just... I kind of wanted a little less of that in this one. Especially for like the dour tone they were clearly going with that mm. ending. Um... Maybe that was they were thinking. They were just like, "It's so dour. We need to, we need to get a few chuckles in." I don't know, but I noticed that too. Where every dramatic moment was undercut with a joke, and it kind of bugged me. Like especially really big ones. Like they've the Quill. Like uh, it's me being a big romantic and thwafty here, but we have seen Grimora and Quill kiss. Mm. They've never had that Leia and Han moment. And it just felt so cheapened in it because Drax is staring at them, and she's I was just eating like, the nuts. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, that was an awesome moment because she's gonna fucking die. Like, yeah. and you kind of cheapened it, like with just a Drax gag. It's okay. You can let those moments, like you said, with Thanos, you don't have to go boom, boom, boom. You just let just them play. It. You yeah. can let, like, you can earn some sincerity here. It would have been nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't agree. know. Whenever they do that, I get it. They, you want to keep people happy. You it's wanna, playing it safe. It's like, I guess it's in the writer's room, you want to joke on like every page, essentially. And also, they're just afraid that people, they don't want to recreate Batman v Superman. Exactly. You know? And I'm like, it's it, that's what kind of bums me out now, is that I kind of feel like a goddamn idiot child whenever they do them. Like it, I'm like, ah, okay, thanks, okay, I get it, yes, otherwise someone will you know, tweet something negative about this right. fucking movie or some shit. And it's also our like over-familiarity with the process, too breeds contempt for things like that when it's so obvious yeah because i mean these are i've said it before and i'll say it again these are mcmovies they're mcdonald's this was this was just the burger of the month you know and it was a very bloated burger it had like six patties 12 onion rings lettuce mayonnaise pickles cheese it it was everything and it's like maybe this is a little too much that sounds like a delicious burger right there's a lot of six patties is a lot of patties (laughs) Um, this is a total, like, nerd nitpick and has nothing to do with the actual narrative of the movie, but one thing I noticed that really bugged me was something about the aspect ratio, was, um, so just, just to lay this out for people who might aren't familiar with what an aspect ratio might be or how it works, um, IMAX film is a 70 millimeter piece of celluloid that's usually, it's usually 235, which is like a square, or no, I'm sorry, not 235, one, or 4 by 3 which is a square, and then an IMAX screen, it's just huge, so it fills your whole vision, 
anytime you shoot on digital using IMAX as a buzzword, it's like when you see an optometrist say they'll offer you HD vision. It's like <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. It's just, there's ads all over the place. Like, coming for laser eye what surgery, get HD vision. HD vision. High definition vision. It's like, we already have that. It's just a buzzword used for marketing. What is it? It's better than 2020. Laser vision. eye surgery. It's just, it's just, they call it HD vision. It's really stupid. But it's calling, that. shooting on digital and calling it IMAX is the same thing. Is it's, it's, it's a digital, you know, it's not, there's no way. Anyways. <laughs> so in this movie, they really, um. Oh, I'm not, I'm just nodding in agreement. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. I kind of <laughs> ran out of steam. Uh, I had a, a, a pint before I came here and it fogged up my head. God damn it. Yeah, I know. You're supposed to be sober for the job, so. I know. Um, but anyways, they went out of their way because I kind of went down the rabbit hole on all the marketing after I saw the movie because mm. I just sort of wanted to get a sense of things for this podcast. And they pushed so much, like, the IMAX experience is the only way to see it. They showed examples of, like, in regular theaters, it looks like this. And then they blew out the, the frame to be like, in an IMAX, it'll look like this. You're missing, like, 40% of the movie. Right. But this movie was 100% shot in IMAX. And a standard theater screen is 185 or in or around there, which is what a standard IMAX screen is, which is what digital uh, IMAX is shot at mm -hmm. the aspect ratio of one eight five, but they crushed it down to like a two three five for regular theaters, and I think it was just like, well, you got to see it again in IMAX now. <laughs> like, there's no reason because in previous movies they've shot sections of it in IMAX, That's so right. it makes sense to yeah. crop those to match the rest of the film. Yeah, this was a hundred percent IMAX. There so was no it was, reason to. It was just them being like, yeah, come pay twenty five dollars for a ticket, motherfuckers. I was like, oh, that's odd. I, I mean, at this point, you know they don't give fucks. You know they, they gotta fucks. they gotta squeeze the money out whenever they can. Mouse has got to get his cheddar. But that was like that's a total inconsequential. Like that doesn't matter with the movie itself. That was just a complaint I had <laughs> from a corporate. And the 3D was atrocious too. I didn't see it in 3D. I d unfortunately did, and it wasn't like it was badly done. Like the first Thor movie where everything was a giant blur. It was just completely pointless 3D. Mm. It's like it didn't add anything to it. Yeah, I can see and, that like, Yeah, and I'm the guy who defends 3D for the handful of movies that it works in, right. but it's a handful of movies. Whoa. Okay. Davey's got something to say. David, what did you think of the film? That's a lie, because you never watched it. You don't know what we're talking about. You're high. I told you to stop doing heroin. <laughs> oh, he shook. He shook he his went, hand. <laughs> You know, it was one of my favorite sequences in that movie that I thought actually was really well done, mm -hmm. artistically showed what the Russos can do, how they can actually make a sequence like an old 80s action movie, mm -hmm. um, was the slow buildup of that spaceship over New York. And it just started with, like, rumbling. And that one long take oh, right. of them going out of the of sanctum. when he's at the, in the sanctum. Oh, uh, and they go outside and just, like, the act, like when the part where I was like, this feels like a 90s movie is when the car hits the pillar. I'm like, that was a cool stunt. Yeah, that I was appreciate a cool that. Old, I wonder if it was in front of a green screen, which would lessen a little, think, but that would be great. I but, thought it was actually, I looked like a proper New yeah. York street. I hope so. I, I mean, hope so, too. It looked really, really, I was like, this is actually really a cool production. And then to go into my complaint about the editing, when it cut to the arrival of, of the shot in the trailer, every trailer we saw, the New York skyline spinning. Oh, that was a cool shot. And in this one, it cut like at the, like three quarters way through the axis of the spin so it was suddenly just an off-kilter New York that suddenly what became level I'm like wait why was New York off-kilter for like a second right, right. what <laughs> it feels like it was part of a longer shot of following this thing down mm -hmm. but they just cut it again just hacked it up because who knows who stepped in and said oh we need it to be 12 seconds shorter gotcha gotcha you know that's it from a pure design point of view because I'm a giant nerd for that sort of stuff like graphic design and mm -hmm. concept art. I, the ring ships, man. Uh, 
that's not a, a good design. The donut ships? No. I well, because the thing when I saw those in the trailer, I was like, "What are, is that doing?" But are they going to? Is it like a terraforming thing? Or yes. Are they doing a whole DC universe thing where it's like two movies now have been about terraforming? Is it going to be terraforming? But no, it was it's just, just a, a ship. It was just a giant cock ring in space. Because like all of them have up until now been pretty cool. Like the Milano, I dig. I love the design of the Nova Corps ships that kind of lock together. Um, uh, <laughs> my favorite is um, what's his face's ship? The um, uh, Ronan, Ronan the Accuser ship. Oh, the way, right, right. it's like a giant the Rubik's cube, twisty one. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. But that I was just like, they were like a circle with a circle. I guess Spidey's got to be on it. Yeah. So circle or something. And then what's what's this in the middle? It's hot. And what do you what, mean it's hot? It's just orange and hot. Can we just move yeah. along here? It and what was, was its like? It was. It seemed like it was disrupting New York. But why? What was it, it was just, doing because we've seen a lot of ships in the Marvel universe just hover, mm. and these are all nitpicks. That's nothing to do with the story. But no, they're no, the no. little cracks that kind of make you go, "What?" Yeah, like you're putting a lot of precedence on this, but why? But why? Yeah, yeah. I like that sequence, but like it kind of left me being like, "But why?" <laughs> And, as and then Doctor Strange just flicks his wrist and it stops and he shrugs. And, and I'm like, yeah, because he stopped time or something. Or is that what it was? I don't know. See that, that that's... he just flicked his wrists. So I don't know. Very conv- I have to see it again. I think. But, yeah, I'm... I would. I, I'm. I'm. I'm going again. I think next week. So that would be interesting. But um, I do want to throw out right now that that every t- I so often mistakenly call Peter Quill's ship the Mulatto, and no. it always gets me in trouble. The Mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> you know where that like, term comes from, eh? Uh, it's from mules, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Reading mules. So I always say because it's the Milano, and I'm always like, "Oh, he shipped the Mulatto. and they're like, "No." The Mul-. I'm like, "Oh, right," because that's a, that's another term. Yeah. Ah, uh, you should hear me mispronounce bigger. It's one. Of, <laughs> it's one of those terms you don't want to hear an old lady say to you at a grocery store when you're black. Right. <laughs> Are you a mulatto? And I'm like, "Oh Jesus!" Now I have to talk my way out of no, this. No, now you can go. Yes, I'm Peter Quill's ship. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. You're I, crazy, young yeah, man. I'm calling the police. I didn't understand any of those words. <laughs> but yeah, I always fuck that up, and I always catch myself yeah, you gotta, immediately. You gotta like, fucking oh, check. You gotta no. put that shit in check, son. <laughs> yeah, but there it is, man. I don't know what else there is to say. I was kind of checking my notes here. Um, I guess overall, just to go through it one last time, it's 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 a series of events there's no real traditional story structure, which would have been impossible for a movie like this anyways. We have 18 films of character development, so it is. it was kind of... I thought it was interesting to see these well-established characters just thrown into a situation. There's no, like, Captain Steve Rogers is learning how to work as a team and shit. There's none of that. It's Again, just... the only time I felt we saw that was with Rocket and Thor. And I think that's it. Oh, and actually with Thanos and Gamora. Everything kind of came out of the characters. Yeah. Uh, even Tony Stark and Spider-Man being an impulsive little brat and jumping on the ship and everything. everything right. Everything was character-based. But if you didn't know who these characters were, it would just be mind-numbingly confusing. Right. I can't even imagine. DC and I decided to make our ranking Marvel movie list from best to worst. And uh, we'll see if you guys agree with us. You can comment if you don't or if you do. And what your list would be, but uh, do you want to just go one each? Should we start from the least liked to the best? Sure, let's go worst to best. Okay. So uh, your worst, uh, Edward Norton Hulk. Yeah, mine as well. Mine <laughs> as well. <laughs> it's like I by think. default. You know, I would love it if they went back and just uh, reanimated the Hulk to look like 
the other Hulks. Cause the clunky Hulk, the, the chubby Hulk. Yeah, it's been the same Hulk for all of his appearances, except for the Edward Norton one, where he's this, like, strung-out, junky-looking he, Hulk. No, he, like, coincidentally looks like Tyler Durden. Right. They they modeled him all ripped. I'm like, yeah. I don't dig it, dude. It so looks you, weird. I mean, you can't put in Mark Ruffalo, but you can put in, like, a special edition throw in the Hulk. They did it with Yoda. You know? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so number... That would be... Number 19, is it? It's my... Oh, shit. I might have missed a couple of them. My list was 17 long. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, this is the 19th movie, yeah. Oh, crap. I missed some then. Oh, well. We'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. So, the the next one, I put uh, my second worst Avengers... Or, uh, Marvelous Iron Man 2. Ooh, really? Yeah. That's way down at the bottom. It's not great. No. There's I that, really don't like Iron Man 2. That movie's like a doorstop. It just holds a place. It doesn't yeah. really do anything. Um, I had Dark World. Dark World, okay, interesting. I, I like Dark World more than most people do. I think it's a lot Why? of fun. I think it's a lot of fun. I know it's silly, but like the whole concept of the Dark World is about this ether and how it's like... I don't know if it was by intent or accident that the movie is also this nebulous, go-nowhere thing. But if, if it was actually <laughs> intentional, it's That's brilliant. Really that is genius. But if it wasn't, then it's it falls down on my Where list. Where is the plot? It's in Natalie Portman. Either. I'm Natalie Portman. Right. The plot is in me. And, and we're going to dwell on this for way too long. And it's like, oh, god damn it. If Iron Man 2 would have been higher on the list, too, if he'd actually... They just took his alcoholism from the comic and replaced it with uh, his chest piece was killing him. Which... I would if, if they made him an alcoholic. That would have that would have made it like almost number one. It would have been perfect. Uh, that that one and the, I I really can't stand the shoehorned in shield subplot. No, yeah, that, it drives me nuts. That's they learned their lesson at least. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Uh, next one. Uh, is strange. I have Ant Man as number seventeen. Yeah, my, uh, I have Ant Man next. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, not a Doctor Strange fan. I always like Doctor Strange, so I give it a bit of a pass because I know how these first ones. Because Doctor Strange two will be brilliant. Sure, you know what I mean. I like. I think it visually, it's up. It's easily up there with like Guardians as one of my favorites for. Like, oh, visually. for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, it's beat for beat Iron Man. It's, oh yeah. Like, and I'm just like, it's just a copy of Iron Man, but yeah. with a bigger douchebag. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a huge Cumberbatch fan. Yeah, Cumberbatch seems like a bit of a dick, especially going down the rabbit hole of watching all the behind the scenes interviews and shit. Yeah. He's always so dicky. Yeah. Like, oh. And, like, maybe that's our fault. We always cast him in characters that are always better and smarter than everybody. Maybe. Like Sherlock yeah. Holmes, Doctor Strange. And I'm just like, ugh. It's just... You know these are characters, right? Yeah. In real life, you're the guy who voiced a dragon and crawled around in a bodysuit. Even though you didn't need to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've seen the footage, yeah. buddy. And then the animators being like, he didn't need to do that. There were no cameras. They just... Yeah. He, <laughs> he just, was in the parking lot. He just wanted to get in, into it. All right. All right. Uh, <sighs> number 16, I have uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. I'm not a big fan <gasps> of that one. Yeah. I revisited that one in lead up to this week, and I liked it way more. Really? Yeah. I revisited it about a year ago, and it still feels like um, a first act, a bloated second act, and then a 13 minute long final act where everything just happens. Because it needs to happen. Uh, like, I, I agree the third act of... Him it. crashing the plane makes no yeah. sense. Especially <laughs> since in his next movie, he jumps out of a plane without a parachute. Like, he didn't learn that skill yet. That took years of him being a JSOC agent, taking out you know ninjas and stuff. <laughs> I guess so. But um, I did like what's his face. Um, watching it again, his performance, just knowing that like, well, uh, I thought he was gonna die because there was a gauntlet in his face. But what did I know? All right. Yeah. Um, watching his journey from being this little scrawny kid getting the shit kicked out of a th- out of him uh, behind a theater, mm. working his way up there. It I 
I like the Russo uh, Captain America movies a lot. Yeah, um, I don't mind them. I just hate the editing. Hate the editing. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and I didn't realize... I always kind of wrote that one off because I'm like, Joe Johnson, eh. like Doing his Rocketeer, but not as good. That's exactly. That's I kind of still think about it. Yeah, it has a montage and everything in the yeah. middle. But nonetheless, when I watched them, I'm like, no, this one does kind of have the tone that the Russos had where they really drove home, like, this guy will fucking jump on a grenade and sacrifice his life. <laughs> and shoot you in the face. Yeah. Very pro-gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> kills a lot. Like, and that's what I, I kind of, they didn't, now he just kind of smacks people around with his shield, but yeah. no, he straight up murks people. Well, there's that whole scene of him busting the warehouse and just shooting, yeah. like, five people in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, These are just, I know it's World War II, so they're evil they're Germans. They're Nazis. It's not as bad they're, as World they're War I. They're Nazis. Yes. That's, like, super Nazis. It's not as bad as uh, Wonder Woman killing Germans in World War One, where you're like, you know, they weren't the bad guys, right? They were just... They were just another country that was part of this yes, bad fight. Yes, but she's Yeah. <laughs> she's so beautiful. Uh, all right, number 15, I had Thor, the original Thor. I think that was, that's where I had Ant-Man. You had Ant-Man there? Yeah. And then, Why do I have Thor higher than Ant-Man? I made this list when I was uh, under the influence of uh, some libations. Uh, it makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> Um, well, so going up, then after Thor is Thor the Dark World. I like Thor the Dark World better than the original Thor. I don't like the Branagh Thor that much with his weird dyed blonde eyebrows. Yeah, that bugged the shit out of me when I rewatched it. Holy crap. It really looks so weird. I, I think the scenes on Asgard, I just hate the part in the middle where it turns into a bad 90s movie. Yeah. And it's like, bring more of the sale. I'm like, okay, that's ridiculous. But also in the original comic, and I don't know if a lot of people remember this, Thor, well, he's just a guy, and then it's the whoever holds the the hammer gets the power of Thor. So it's like a Shazam thing. Uh. So the actual guy as Thor has been different dudes. I don't remember their names because uh. I never really read Thor. But it's like Jim Johnson, and he picks up the thing and boom, becomes Thor. Gotcha. So I really, really, I remember seeing before that movie was just praying that Kenneth Branagh would be like it would be Chris Hemsworth as just a dude and he picks up the hammer and then he's Kenneth Branagh with like beautiful hair <laughs> like, I am Thor I'm picturing Kenneth Branagh oh, in his version of Hamlet yeah and he did it like just like totally sensational like, ah hello I am Thor I'm Thor I was really hoping for that but they kind of see, I don't know when in the comics they abandoned that and they were, and were just like oh it's Thor is Thor is Thor yeah but in the Infinity Gauntlet series the, there's the whole subplot of the guy he's like I can't tell them I'm not the original Thor. And then he loses the hammer at one point and just becomes a dude. And he's like, oh, I hope they don't see me. And it's like, it's very odd. I have Iron Man. I think I write this. I Ant-Man already. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man 2 next. Iron Man 2. Um, after Thor the Dark World, I have Age of Ultron. Yeah, I got Ultron next. And then... Oh, and then I have Thor. I have Thor above Ultron. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think why. Why is it better than Ultron? Ultron, to me, it, you know what it is? Too is in this... The, um, yeah. And, like, this one was kind of guilty of that, too, where I'm like, if you make me sit through a fucking two-hour and 40-minute movie, I'm going to be a little pissed. Yeah. You're like, that's really long, dude. There's no... Well, there is a reason for it to be that long, because there's so much shit so you, going on. Yeah. Going on, you have to make it I honestly, for, for Infinity War, I didn't feel the length. I remember it got to the end. I was like, oh, it felt like a two-hour movie to me, there not was, a two-and-a-half-hour movie. There was a certain point... Um, I did dip out a little bit in yes, the middle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, no. And that's kind of what I mean. Like, if you there's a certain point, like, your brain has to correct the fact that you've been sitting there for that long in some way, shape, or form. Some people are like, what's behind that curtain? Right. I start looking at people in the theater, like, right, right. you just have to kind of lull out for a bit, and that movie really pushed it to the right. point where I was like, oh, Jesus. And again, I think that's a product of the content, not the length, because if you were invested, you would blink and it's over, but if it's just an onslaught of action, yep. and there's nothing really to follow, you do just sort of check out, yeah. you know? And you're right, it is the kind of the byproduct of the ending, that moment where we cut to... Uh, 
the, the there's a moment where we cut back to Tony. He's about to save Doctor Strange. I think this is when Peter reveals he's been there the whole time. Okay. I was like, how the yeah? How long have you guys been on this ship? It's been like an hour since we've seen right, you right. guys. Was this supposed to be minutes later? I, yeah, yeah, it was. It was that. Yeah, so, anyways, it was odd. Um, I got and then after did you say yours right? Uh, th- my number thirteen. But our numbers are gonna be off. Yeah. Number thirteen was uh, Captain Mar- or sorry was Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then I have Winter Soldier's number twelve. It's low on the list for me. Where's it on my? I got my. It's a little bit higher, but not crazy higher. Um, yeah, that's fair. No, that makes sense. I'll agree with that. Because I just uh, on the rewatch, I find a lot of these movies on the rewatch are not as good. And uh, Winter Soldier, I find really, I find myself checking out on the rewatch where I was like, ah, this is so. I like the first act where it's just like a Tom Clancy movie, and then it goes into insanity. Yeah, and, and like, then by the time it's like helicopters flying around Washington and giant German computer AI, <laughs> oh, it's like that scene. Uh, with the montage there, there is a montage in that movie oh shit we need a montage <laughs> montage that one's rough because I couldn't stand Colonel Von Schmickelblack yeah, and it's right, him right. coming back as like a cheesy fucking computer I'm going to explain everything to you well Jesus not you the audience but you get the yeah. point it was like why did you make a fucking video you, did you edit this together yeah, where did right. you get this footage but then again that's the that's where Captain America learns that Tony's parents were killed by Bucky so that's the, I guess there's that it's, uh, remember, because in, in Civil War, uh, Cap says, did you know, in, Rogers, did you know? Yeah, where's it in Winter Soldier? When the little Nazis being like, we've done so many things, look at the screen of things we've done. And one of them is Stark's parents killed. Gotcha. And he goes like, oh no, it can't be. And, Scar- and Scarlett Johansson's like, no. So, so she the implication was oh, okay. it was Bucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's um, Winter Soldier. Uh, I got, I, what are you on? I'm on, now I'm on 11. Okay, I got 12, I have Thor. Okay. So we did... Th- my 12 was Captain America Winter Soldier. My 11 was Doctor Strange. We did Doctor Strange. Uh, my 11 was First Avenger. Okay. Uh, my 10 is Black Panther. You son of a bitch. Hey, I think 200 years from now, when all the social connotations have been stripped away and people are judging this in film school as just yes. a series of movies, the actual film itself of Black Panther is pretty uh-huh. standard Marvel fare. Okay. I gotta say. I'm gonna get back to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> eloquently this time because <laughs> I didn't drink anything intentionally so I don't sound like a fucking drooling jackass okay. when I talk about this movie this time so it was your 10 uh, my 10 was Winter Soldier okay so we'll hit Black Panther when we get to your mm-hmm. opinion of it my number 9 was Guardians of the Galaxy first one uh, okay yeah uh, I have Spider-Man Spider-Man is 9? no I got 9 for, for Spidey yeah I like Spidey a lot well, my Spidey's in my top five, so okay. we'll, we'll get, get to it. We'll get back to it. Um, um, what we got for eight? Number eight is uh, the original Iron Man. <gasps> you piece of shit! Yeah. I am leaving the room. <laughs> I rewatched it again for preparation for uh, <sighs> Infinity War, and I was like, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it again, 100 years from now, because without the connotation of it being the first thing that introduced to, to the world and all that behind it, 100 years from now as a film student watching it, it's like, it's... Pretty like it sets. It's the first one, but it's still this, a standard Marvel formula. Like all the rest of them followed it, but it's still the first one that did it. It's still pretty basic. Pretty basic formula. First of all, <laughs> I'd like to apologize to our listeners for deafening them for, with my reaction all right, all right. for how low you have placed the the holy grail <laughs> that is John Favreau's Iron Man one. <laughs> it's not too low. It's an eight. Oh, we will get back to eight that. out of nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, where are we? Eight? Um, I have Iron Man three. Iron Man three, interesting. 
Yeah, the I love Shane Black. I rewatched it. I liked it way more than I ever thought. I liked it. That's in my top five as well. The the lava people. The, the that's where I start to really right, get right. like oh for fuck's sake, that's the villain in this one. But the rest of it, I love right. uh, a lot. Um, I like the fact that it's he's, just Shane Black's Iron Man. I love the fact that yeah, he was like, let's do an Iron Man movie where he's not Iron Man. Yeah, he, I, I love um, what's it called like. Uh, what he calls himself the mechanic yeah. and he just pulls on the hoodie and he makes those like just those the uh, home alone things yeah. oh it's awesome that whole sequence is genius um, but at the same time lava people so <laughs> <laughs> fair enough uh, so we're at eight no we're at seven, seven. I have seven is Civil War because I honestly think the, uh, the the tarmac scene which actually that's a good uh, review of Infinity War is that it's two and a half hours of the tarmac scene from Civil yeah, War. Yeah, it is. Um, I love that scene, but the rest of the movie is like, I find myself just going, skip, 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 and then watching the tarmac scene, and then going, skip, 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 skip. But I love the inevitability of, of the uh, conflict at the end. There's no, unlike Batman versus Superman, where mm-hmm. all it took was, Lex Luthor has my mom, and that would have ended the fight. No, that's a genius. Like, I remember, There's no way to stop I love fight. the staging of it, too, when they walk in the room, and they see the bullet holes. In yeah. the, and you're like, what? What's going on? You're like, uh-oh. All the scenes yeah. from the trailer where they were punching are about to happen. Yep. Um, and there's no way he killed his mom, like, right? So there's no way to avoid that fight. That's, so from a, that's my favorite. From a story line, perspective, like, I yeah. don't care. He killed. He killed my, my mom. mom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have it much higher. Um, yeah, but you are right. You're a hundred percent right. I do love the sequences in that movie, like the opening with the cross uh, crossbones. Right, right. I like the. Uh, I'm trying to think, what comes after crossbones? What comes after crossbones. It's it's the Accords. They blow up the building, and then it's uh, Tony Stark doing his memory to his parents. I like that scene a lot too, of like him being like saying like the reason I've been a reckless idiot, and like this essentially right. he's kind of Batman is I kind of want to kill myself. Is eight hundred million dollar therapy session? Yeah, is that I I'm living with regret for not saying what I wanted to say. That's why I have this death wish essentially to be. Yeah. And then also I've seen aliens come through a portal, right? And so, so I'm a little fucked in the head now. I like that they they really started to craft Tony into like this like oh this guy's gonna fucking. Mm-hmm. They gave him a lot of depth in that one. I think that's why I like it a little more. Because I'm such a fan of Robert Downey Jr. in that role. Right, right. Um, My snobbish editing thing applies to this, too. Mm-hmm. I know it's a technical issue and it has nothing to do with the story, but it bugs me. If It's it's, it's like bad music in a good movie. Where you're like, this movie's great, but every this, this music's terrible. It does affect your perception of it. Sure. And the editing in that movie, I just find atrocious. Yeah, it takes you out of it. It takes me out of it, totally. That's fair. Well, okay. Wait, uh, what we got? Are we at seven? We're at uh, six. Six. Um, at, oh, okay. For my seven, I had Guardians of the Galaxy too. Okay. Wow, that's again nothing. <laughs> You're just well, like, I mean, I, I'm saving because my top five. Oh, uh, okay, we haven't okay. Hit on yet. Uh, six. Uh, my number six was Infinity War. I, I put. I thought that it was. Uh, oh, that's one of them. I'm definitely missing. Uh, where would you squeeze in Infinity War? <sighs> I don't think I put it this high. Because I think I think because what I have above it. Are, are all movies I could watch a hundred times? Even though I'm a, I don't watch movies a hundred times. Mm. I used to when I was a kid, but now I yeah. just I don't have. And that's movie. just it. That's like the the cream of the crop of these movies are ones that just remind me of being like I'm yeah. I'm ten years old. I want to draw all Saturday. I'm gonna put on Star Wars over and over and over and over again. I can do that with these films when they're done really well. Yeah, and I agree. Like that's it, that's just, that's they're trying to bottle that that childhood nostalgia right and I think that I think Infinity War did capture that like for all the complaints I yeah. did enjoy it oh yeah, yeah I do give it a good three and a half out of five I'm and... an easy sell you show me two characters that haven't been on screen together talk I'm like yay right. <laughs> like... I think the, re- the repeat viewing factor is going to be big for Infinity yeah, War because it's sure. just so much for sure so that was my f- six okay um, where would I put it in I 
I would say right between Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Iron Man 3. Okay, okay, yeah. that works. And anyone keeping, I hope someone out there who's listening to this is like, has a whiteboard up and is like <laughs> writing down our picks. So you fit that in there and then post it as a comment, please. We will love you forever. Uh, number five, I have the Avengers. The original the Avengers is number five. Interesting. Because okay. I've been more of a fan of the newer films. I think they've been getting better. I think yeah, every definitely. Movie's I'll agree been with that. Better. For six, I had. You're on five. I have. Six, I had um, Guardians 1. Um, um, five, I have Ragnarok. Okay, nice. Five, Ragnarok. Four. So top five. It is the top five. So my five, your five was Ragnarok. My five was the Avengers. Um, so let's talk quickly about both of those. Um, Avengers is great. I think there's a lot of, I think it's a lean movie, but there is fat. It, it's like, I just, I, the whole opening scene at S.H.I.E.L.D. when Loki shows up, I yes. find myself checking out. Really? Yeah. I love that scene. And, and the cinematography is brutally horrible but that's a completely side point it doesn't even matter that opening to me I remember because the hype around that movie was nuts mm. I don't think people like if people still were oh we were all there it was insane because nothing like this had happened we were right. like we're pulling together five movies they're all going to stand in a circle and yell right uh, and when it got to that point I loved it that's why um, it's number five but... but that opening I thought was so genius because like how do you start this movie and just the idea of like we've had this villain in our back pocket and he's now showing up yes and he just pops in the like just seeing him and Nick Fury and he just lays waste to be like oh yeah he's an Asgardian god this guy is terrifying right. on earth I thought that was a genius uh well, genius. It was an amazing way to start that movie. Not like he reinvented the game or anything. It's delicious dipping sauce for those McNuggets. Exactly. Yeah. But that opening reminded me of like a Saturday morning cartoon. Right. It reminded me like of an, an episode of Gargoyles. His Anatos will storm into something or other and steal Just some shit. Fuck shit up. And, and then... you're like, oh, well, that's what the episode's going to be about. Right, right. And this one was like, today's episode, Loki does some shit right, at right, S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. And you're like, oh, cool. I think The thing that hits me, too, because, again, I've been trying to rewatch as many as I can. Whatever's on Netflix, basically, which wasn't a lot going mm. on Infinity War. Because it's the opening scene, which doesn't thrill me as much. But then it immediately goes into like a Black Widow scene, which I don't give a shit about Black Widow. And then it goes into choice. a Hulk scene, and I'm like, it's a brand new Hulk. It's not even Edward Norton. Not that it would be better with Edward Norton, but the fact they're reintroducing the character. It's like, I'm here for that end shot where they're all in New York. There is it takes a, so long to get there. There is a lot of that in that movie where it's just like, I just, yeah. You kind of just wish it's it started with them forced together as a team. Right. And then they break apart, and they have to figure out... Come back together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Loki shows up, so they call them, and then, they, and then they're there at the beginning. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah. That would have been... I and then, know. like, the, you could... Because they did a lot more of that in... Not Ultron. Which one am I thinking well, of? Ultron, they make the point of having that ridiculous shot of them all together to show what a well-oiled team they are, and then they just break them all apart, which, again, thematically is great, but right. the movie itself kind of sucks. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of, like... Wish there was, I know what I'm thinking of the first Ninja Turtles. Whenever oh. Raphael fucks <laughs> off, there's a scene where fucking Ra or is it, is it the first one or one of the Ninja Turtles movies? I might be the TMNT one. Uh, I'm a huge well, the fan. animated one. I okay. love them. It's good. TMNT is actually surprisingly really real. It's awesome. Um, I will not comment. You've seen it? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Okay. But I'm not as big of a Ninja Turtles fan. Okay, so I I'm was, gonna, but I'm going to briefly go down the rabbit hole here. Just yeah, to make a point. like in the original team and uh, team NT, the animated one. Raphael's always kind of been the hot-headed one who mm. doesn't want to play by the rules. Leo's like the leader. Mm. Um, actually, Michelangelo's like, the party dude. This lines up more and more. I think about it. You got the guy in blue who's like the authoritarian guys were a team, we have to do this, and the guy on the right's like, fuck you, I yeah. play by my own rules. So <laughs> yeah. he, he fucks off and does, like you said, like that could have been an interesting way to do the Avenger. I agree. Like, it does take a while for them to pick up steam. Right. But, I don't know, in terms of just doing those 
the staging of it of like how do we get Thor in this movie Loki yeah, and just like, how do we get Cap in the game? It's like the Tesseract. Yeah, like, the way they just it, like, they, it was such a so it was to me it's so measured out so perfectly that every time I rewatch that movie, I'm like, oh goddamn! Oh. I mean, it that's why it's in my top five. Yeah, it captures all those like like I love that one edit. Um, what should we do with the Tesseract? You should have left it in the bottom of the ocean. Cut to the water, and, and the comes, Iron Man suit comes yeah. up, and you're just like, I forget how much I love these characters. Yeah, you know? yeah. oh for sure. Wait, what was your five? My five was uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok? As much as I love it. I loved Ragnarok. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. I thought it was such a, a much-needed tonal shift because Thor is such a boring-ass character. Yep. I love the Hella stuff. Everyone complains about the Hella stuff. Hella's awesome. It feels to me everyone complains about the Hella stuff for the same reason everyone laughs at the trailer jokes in a movie. It's what they've been told to hate about the movie. Right, right. Because right. I think that character has great depth. I was, I was so upset when she didn't come back as what when I was hoping... As Thanos' love interest. Yeah. I saw recently that apparently in the comic books that was a new development is that Hella and Thanos embracing. Okay. And I was like, just recreate that panel. Come on. Like, so he couldn't get Mistress Death, so he went for the Goddess of Death? He has a type. Right. <laughs> the death type. But, um, yeah, what I love the most about Ragnarok is visually the production design, the, the sets, the tangible sets. Mm. Thank you, Taika Waititi. I yep. miss things that aren't just fucking it green It felt screen. like Star Wars. Like, it actual old Star Wars. A lot like Star Wars. And, like, that's, like, even little stupid jokes, like, we're going to do a, a Charlie and the Chocolate ref, uh, factory Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. For no reason, it, just because it's funny. Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Why would the, the Grandmaster... Have that... Yeah. Fuck you, it's funny. You he's, know what I mean? He's, a, he's apparently his character, because he's in Infinity Gauntlet as well. He's a, not a celestial, but he's one of he's an ancient. ancient. Yeah. So I guess maybe he, he hung out on Earth for a while and saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. Benicio in Infinity War. Oh, so I guess he was dead, because that was just an illusion. What was with the clapping? Oh, yeah. Because he's making weird... I think Disney... I think lost it. I don't know, because he, he seems to have been given free reign in Disney movies. You know what it is? <laughs> who was his best friend in Fear and Loathing? Johnny Depp. Who played Jack Sparrow. Johnny Depp. Who made Disney a bunch of money. That's true. They're just like, Benicio, get in here, you son of a I mean, bitch. Because between his Star Wars stutter and his like yeah. weird little clap... And I get that it wasn't The Collector. It was an illusion, but it's still... It it's kind of weird choice. that Thanos is like, this is how I perceive this yeah. idiot. <laughs> He's like a Muppet. It was very odd. That was an odd, <laughs> it odd was moment. A, that was a really weird moment in that movie. All right, we're in the top five now. Number four. What's your number four? Civil War. I have Spider-Man Homecoming as my number four. Oh, you like it that much? I, I, I well, because I'm... I mean, I grew up with Spider-Man, X-Men, and Batman. Oh, me too. So, but no, but like, that's it. Like, that was my trinity. I didn't even know who the fuck a Captain America was no, until I was in my 20s. Um, in the early 90s, it was predicated on Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. Yeah, so they, I think we watched the same bulk of cartoons where that's what I found so fascinating whenever the Nolan movie, Sam Raimi, and uh, the Brian Singer... Mm. Like three of my favorite directors just burst onto the scene, burst on the scene, and made those into movies. And I'm like, people are taking these seriously. Yeah. Oh my god, they're aging with me. This is kind of cool. Yeah, but now look the mess we're in. <laughs> but I think that because uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man, I love, but it's a Sam Raimi movie with Spider Man in it. Yep. Uh, the amazing du- duology is pure garbage. Uh, I, um, I saw one. I saw one once, and I'm like, I'm good. Just terrible. And no fault to Andrew Garfield because it was the script he was given. I think he made a great Spider-Man, but they wrote him as like an emo skateboarder yeah, douchebag. That's what made me check out. I was like, I don't like this version of Peter Parker. Yeah, but he could. I think he could have done a great version. That's why we'd love to see a Spider-Verse movie with the three of them hanging out and everyone's teasing him for being an emo <laughs> asshole. That'd be funny. But um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, I think, is the first time they really nailed yep. the character hundred percent. There yep. was no. It wasn't like an aspect of the character of Peter Parker. 
It just was Peter Parker. Yeah. And so just for that alone, I, I rank it really high. Even just the minutia of, like, <laughs> the kid being like, I'm going to do a Queen's accent. Yeah. Like, little so a little like bit that. of Queen. By the way, Hardy clearly taking a tough page out of Tom Holland's book. Oy. Being like, if I want to sound like I'm in Spider-Man, I just got to hide my British accent. But, but he's so light voice. Why does Tom Hardy have to do a silly voice for he's everything got that he's da- in? He's got that David Beckham thing going on. Have you ever seen um, Legend? The movie where he played the twins. Oh he no, plays I have not. Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy playing a character. So Legends is flick based on the Crave brothers. There were a set of twins in the England. Okay, and uh, they were hardcore gangsters. And so one of them's like this, like uptight kind of businessman, and the other one's like this raging psychopathic, like homosexual. Just like he stands like Bane, like he's all hunched right, over. Right. Oh, you know, I'm a homosexual. Hi. And like you're just like okay, so one's what Tom Hardy must really sound like. He's got that David Beckham like hello, I'm Tom Hardy. I'm Tom Hardy, and that's him being like how he wants to look at something. So I don't know. I think it's just I don't know to go back to fucking the the Peter Parker of it all. It's 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 just the, it's the cover up that fucking accent. It's the cover up that right. accent. They just so it's lean kinda, into it's it. Bleed into it. It's a little dispy in it too. Ugh. But I, I do want to throw out too because since we're on Spider Man. Making a Venom movie without Spider-Man is like making a Ben Grimm The Thing movie without the rest of the Fantastic I Four. I don't know what they're going for there. His origin is so steeped in Spider-Man. The whole drive of the symbiote is that he was scorned by Spider-Man and wants revenge, and that's what kind of turns him into an asshole. Uh-huh. Like, without Spidey, it is like Ben Grimm. It's like, hey, I'm the, I'm the Thing! How'd you become the Thing? Shut up! <laughs> There's other people, What no. are you made of? What did I say? What did I say to you? I'm from space. Uh, uh, something crashed and I got a thing virus from space. <laughs> you know, you work a lot better with the rest of the Fantastic Four. What did I say? Shut up! <laughs> that's kind of Venom to me. It's just Sony being like, oh, Marvel's fixing our brand. Quick, let's squeeze as much money out of it as we can yeah, by the end of the sure. world. Yeah, because people aren't going to know the difference. They see Venom, they see Spidey, they're going to jump on the coat. Yeah, I noticed that in the trailer. It says, in association with Marvel. So I wonder if Marvel was like, fuck you. Don't use our logo. You better say in association with Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> my favorite is... um. How many times can you show a fella jumping around and using, like, the symbiote goo to, like, whip back onto the bike and shit? I'm like, it's not impressive. No, it looks so stupid. We've we've seen better incarnations of this a billion times. Like, what are you doing? And I really wanted him to shoot webs, but instead he shoots tendrils. Like, he's some horrible animated piece of garbage. It's just another example that you don't know this character. No, because Sony doesn't fucking It's the difference between Logan and Wolverine. Yes, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It really is. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, number three, to the, we're down to the top three, motherfucker. Number three for me is first. Thor Ragnarok's number three for me, Yeah, which we already talked about. Number three is Black Panther. Oh, you, it didn't even make number one, though, eh? No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Because I will concede mm. that Black Panther is not a strong superhero movie. Yeah, I always look at it 100 years from now. Yeah, it's 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 rough. I'll agree with that perspective. That's why I think it's so great. Mm. Um, and 100 years from now, the idea in that, in that movie, the themes presented of like a home for African-American people. Well, hopefully in 100 years from now, they'll be like, what? what is, was that ever a thing? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But just the idea of, like, people can trace their ancestry, you know, directly to, uh, you know, uh, you can do that Ancestry.com shit. 23andMe and all that, yeah. I'm lucky enough to, my dad's from, straight from Malawi, so my story is very different from a lot of African Americans who don't know their ancestry because of slavery. They Mm -hmm. just slaughtered bunches of fucking black folk and just, that's it. That was, they just threw them off boats. 
So the idea that like that shot when they go through the little gate and they say we're home, it's the idea of like the these all these actors on that movie were like you know uh, Nigerian descent from Guyanese, were from England, they're from all of them forced to do a fake accent. <laughs> all showing this like communal unity, this ideology, right, like right. we are all from this home, and if we can't give it a name, let's just call it Wakanda. Mm. That ideology presented in that movie is so fucking profound, dude. It means so much to me, like and like the black community, because like, I watched that movie in a room full of African American people and just sitting there realizing, like, yeah, all of us are having this moment right now, right, right. and that's really rare. It's hard to make that a, a thing. And, yeah, it's uh, intangible. It's. It, I thought that it's so beautiful that like, uh, I, I, listen, I'm not saying it's a it's a perfect movie, but just the themes presented and also giving us Eric Killmonger, a character that's so dichotomous. I, regardless of your background, you can look at that character and he's not wrong. He's, he's very Thanos-y. It's, in that you're like, oh, he's he's actually right. Yeah. It's in such, a way. It, I mean, he's kind of a monster, he's but he also has a good point. He's an unreal monster, but oh my God, he, he's not wrong. Like, he's just misguided. The right. idea of like... He is. He a wants Wakanda. the eye for an eye. He's a Wakandan you know? that's been corrupted by the Western world, and right, like right. it's it's a beautiful idea. Of like, and he wants revenge. He wants it's revenge, the, which is always the poison of every villain. He wants right? to execute re- a very specific revenge, the one that the colonizers used on them. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. a very like you're just it's hate, like breeding hate. Mm. That's that character. And T'Challa's like, I'm going to represent the other side. I don't want to be Malcolm X. I want to be Martin Luther. Right. Yeah, yeah. It came down between uh, Professor X and Magneto, as the nerds would know it more. Right, right. (laughs) My favorite is, essentially, if you think about it, that movie ends with Malcolm X fighting Martin Luther King on an underground railroad. Right. And I just, everything about that. Yeah, I guess it does, doesn't it? I'm just like, that is, Ryan Coogler is a fucking gene. That movie's so well-balanced and profound. And I'm going to take the cold, white-hearted perspective of, <laughs> in a hundred years, when you break it down on a technical level, it's pretty, it's just, it's pretty average Marvel movie. I'm going to take that. But can I say one thing that, yes. I, that I forgot uh, to say with the last thing is that it, the opening, the first line in the movie that the, the original Black Panther says made me chuckle so hard. And I want to know if I'm just like a sarcastic asshole. But the delivery of when, when Black Panther walks into the room at the very beginning of the movie, Killmonger's father gets caught for like trading at, at a, a vibranium. Yes. And he just goes, silence! And just the, his delivery of silence! Sounded so Monty Python. To <laughs> it's me. a little bit. Over it was because because it, it was right off of saying like a thousand years ago a magical rock crashed here and then it cuts to the character going silence. Well, also and, the right, fact that like chuckle so hard. Anytime you have a character with a mask over his face, it just it's automatically a little yeah. Because I know they got the actor from uh, um, Civil War to reprise him. They just digitized him to make mm-hmm. him younger. Oh, it was a different guy. It's his son. I thought they. Oh, really? Interesting. You see, shit like that, where I'm like, you're going to make the crowd run and Google it. I assume they just digitized no, him. No, yeah, they did a really good job, man. He looks almost exactly like, they took a picture on the red carpet, they look almost the same. Really? And just shit like that. I'm Silence! Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, man. Maybe they could have looped his father's, his father's <laughs> delivery in on that one. But anyways, but I just made me chuckle. I just forgot uh-huh. to say that. I forgot to say that in the Black Panther podcast, so it just made Again, me Again, apologies to the listeners who are now deaf and they went with the iPods on and just blowed out their... Oh, God, okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Anyways, right. I hope there's like a, a 20,000 message fight on this video between people being like, no, in 100 years, it's just, no, no, it means a lot to us. I want to see you fuckers fight over it like everyone does. Fight! Oh, yeah, that always works out well. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just, I, I'm like a little anarchist. It's like, yes! Burn it all! Oh, gosh. <laughs> all right. Uh, number two. We're down to number two. I think we've covered my top two already, though. My t- what was your number two? Number two was Avengers 1. And my number two was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I love the fuck out of that movie. We didn't talk about that movie. Uh, it's great. See it. It's so <laughs> I mean, it's funny. They, they really, it's, it is kind of the movie that people just were like, that's awesome, and they were on to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, really. I know, um, but like, I, that's so sad, because I that's the only Marvel movie I've watched like three times. I think and, like, it's, it gets better every time. Every character has an arc. Yeah. Every character has a point. It's just pure character development. And just the other, I love the pairing offs of yeah. like, Quill's going to have to reckon some shit with his old man. Yeah. Rocket's going to have to reckon some shit with himself. Yondu's going to have to evolve into a dad. Like, dude, that ending, when you start playing some fucking uh cat stevens. stevens oh it kills me and then it's to such have a good 200 ending. million dollar movie end with a cgi rodent like crying but but it's moving yeah you're like oh okay cool i was re-watching guardians one and like there's beats where like you know they do really like it feels like almost like national lampoon like this fucked up family like when rocket you're drunk that's you know i was thinking of specifically right, right. but i'm like they were scratching the surface you right. get to the next one you're like you can do that with these right. characters that's Holy why shit. i hope they keep gamora dead because in the third one it's gonna right. be so fucking tragic you're right yeah all right number one marvel movie for each of us mm-hmm. Bam. iron man iron man one is your number one that's our number one uh, mine is also iron man three Oh I, my god, here I we fucking, go. I fucking love Iron Man 3. I love, I, I don't, even with the lava monsters, I love Iron Man 3 because it's just Shane Black movie. Yeah. With Iron Man in it. Yep. So I guess, like. Kiss, uh, kiss, clang, clang. I'm, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to fuck myself over for this opinion right now by saying maybe on a Marvel ranking list it shouldn't be number one. But just in terms of, like, enjoyment of a movie. Yeah. It's my favorite one. I, my favorite, see, and if you want to talk about a movie about failure. Hmm. Right? Yeah. And about, like, imagery. <laughs> that shot of him striking the Iron Man pose, and that, was it number 64? I forget the name of the... the oh, mark. it was on 42. Number 40, and it just collapses. That visual metaphor of just, like, and he's like, screw it. I'm like, I love that moment. Tony's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to blow up the suits. Uh, I'm, I'm a piping hot mess. Yep. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, I get something new out of that movie every time. And I do agree that uh, the, the lava people are silly. I can't stand it. But then after, because I went and I read the actual extremists, Plotline. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they were just they were just trying to faithfully capture those same characters. So uh, maybe they didn't do it as well. But having now have the comic as a backstory to that decision mm-hmm. when making the film, I'm like, oh, I get it. You wanted to throw these guys in. Maybe they weren't so appropriate. But you're selling me now, man. Because I'm thinking about it. Like the one, the again, like going back to the Russo brothers, uh, how they were always doing a political commentary mm. in their movie. Like a little, so it's broad, but it's a political commentary. Mm. And that one where they're just like, yeah, you know all those bombings that have been happening? Right. Maybe it's someone you know who's been doing it, and you're like, oh, shit, son. Like, And I also kind of like... They're like, going to send Kevin Feige to fucking Dallas in a convertible, <laughs> <Right>. dude. <laughs> and I like the, the incredible uh, meta message of the whole thing being about, like, it starts with a good idea, then come the compromises, then come the failures, mm-hmm. and you're left with something horrible. I'm like... Are you talking about the potential like future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now? Mm-hmm. Like, because you guys are just coming off of um, uh, Avengers two, two which yeah. was basically starts with a great idea, then come the compromises, then come the deci- bad decisions. Right, like, right, right. Was that? A, I don't. Maybe I'd love yeah. to sit down with. Uh, it did definitely feel like them being like Shane Black. Yeah, it was an interesting choice. You know, you're right. Like the end of Phase Three, Two, no, Phase Two, Phase Two. Was a lot of just everyone being like, we're kind of done. Remember the end of Ultron? Like, Tony's like, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of out. Um, 
Oh yeah, um, right. Because Iron Man three was after uh, the first uh, Avengers, not Avengers two. I screwed that up. Undercutting moments, dude. Sorry, just Infinity War. Like, how did they were gonna reunite? That phone call where they actually called Steve Rogers, and they didn't really. It was just kind of glazed over. Hulk called him. Yeah. Hulk called him. Bucky sees Steve for the first time. What's up, man? Hey, I got my arm. Anyways, cool, and, and I was like, they just everyone, I was like, these are great moments that you were just glossing on. I get, like, the movie's already two hours and 40 minutes yeah, long, right, but, right. like, sl- again, slow it down a right. little fucking bit. One thing that made me chuckle is in the comic book, one of the first, Infinity Gauntlet, one of the first people to go is Juan. It's Juan, right? His, I like Juan. His, but I loved in the movie, he's like, I'm out! And he, like, just <laughs> takes off. And I was like, I wonder if that was, like, a meta commentary on the fact that his character dies so early in the book comic. Gotcha. So in the movie, he's like, bye! Yeah. Just I love the off. idea, like, the portal opens up, he's just like, I'm not coming. Yeah. <laughs> and it closes back up. I've read the comic, fuck that. <laughs> Poof. I've read all the books. And your number one is Iron Man. My number one is Iron Man. Um, I love, it's just the plucky little engine that could, that yeah. movie. Like, it was just, like. Followed a few months later by Hulk. Right? Yeah. Like, they were just like, we have an idea, and if we can get Sam Jackson to sign on, we can make it into a Baker idea. Oh, yeah. That movie reminds me a lot in a weird way. I don't know. I mean, I can pin it down, but it's it reminds me a lot of 89 Batman. Okay. Where it's just like, there's no right for that movie to be as good as it was. It's just the dude who in directed, a bottle. Yeah, it's dudes who made Made getting an out-of-work, like, drug addict. People are like, this guy? Are you sure? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah trust me. He's going to be great. Yep. He crushes the performance. I love Perfect Jeff. casting. Thank God they didn't get Tom Cruise. It was going to be Tom Cruise? It was almost Tom Cruise. Jesus Christ. That would have been terrible. <sighs> For like 18 movies? Yeah. That, there's no way. It, it would have been happened. terrible. Fucking Jeff Bridges shaving off his hair. <laughs> That's a milestone within itself. What was his name? His... Obadiah Stain. Obadiah Stain. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'll compromise. I don't really like the. I'm gonna build a bigger suit and somehow be just as Which good. Which set as a up pilot. the dominoes for every movie to come. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm just gonna be better at piloting, and I'm gonna punch you. I um, think if we were doing this list when Avengers One came out, I would have agreed with you. Yeah. But I think just seeing that formula over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and then going back and seeing the inception of the formula, I don't enjoy it as much. But it's not. But like that's why I can like encapsulate. That's not the fault of that movie. Right. Like, right. If for like sure. like what do you call it? You can't blame Rage Against the Machine for fucking Fred Durst. Right. Like that's not their <laughs> fault. That's what happened to Rap Metal. Um. But like that's what I love about that movie. It's like no one knew it was gonna blow the hell up. And oh, yeah. also, I love the fact that the whole second act of that movie is just a dude building a suit. Yeah, it really is. Like, just, yeah. it's all practical effects. I love, I watched the making up of how he did He's the, got the top section on, and then his legs are... But then they yeah. hoist it up by the boots, so every time they yank it, it gives the effect right, that the right. thrusters are, are faulty, and I'm like, that's so clever. That's old school as hell. And just little things like that about that movie, the machinations of the Mark One suit. Yep. Yinsen. When I rewatched it this time, and Yinsen died, I was like, "Jesus Christ! I forgot this is in the first like oh, right, fifteen right, minutes yeah. of this movie." Then he shows up in part two, right? Three. Oh, it's part three. In a heartbreaking the... scene where he yeah. sees him at the party, and these again glosses right yeah, over him because like, he says, "We met." You don't remember? You me. were drunk. Oh, it's such it, like that little callback to that moment. You're like, "You show me Yinsen one more goddamn time." I swear <laughs> to God, I oh. I love that movie for just being like, "This will work." No, trust us, it's gonna fucking work. That's and, fair. Yeah, I just want to. Can I throw one thing just popped in my head before I forget it? One thing about Infinity War was: Do you remember the final scene when everyone's disappearing and Ruffalo is in the background in the Hulk? busting suit and it looks like they just ran out of time and budget it looked really lame and it's supposed to be such a sad scene of him being all sad and then War Machine's next to him in the same it deal it looked really lame because usually they make the top the chest practical so it's not as obvious yeah. but they guess they didn't have time it bugged the shit out of it me it looked like the I'm Mark Ruffalo woo what 
that like meme? It looked like that. Like, why didn't you just have him step out of the suit? Like, they proved right. that he can just open up just at will. Step out because it seemed like a last minute decision or something. It looked it really silly. So fast. It was so bad. Again, there, I, that's I, maybe that's what it is about Infinity War. It's just like it felt like a lot of just last, like not well thought through decisions. Of just like we, let's get this thing out. People are having right. expectations and deadlines. Let's get go, this go, 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 go. We ran out of time. Just go. <laughs> yeah. It does feel like they they just needed another month of rendering on those two characters. Fuck it, we're bumping it up two weeks. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> because even uh, with Rhodey walking through looking for people, it's like why is he on a PlayStation Two graphic and his just real head popped out? It's the whole last five minutes of the movie. The effects just go. <laughs> So I'm wondering if that was all reshoots. Rhodey, what's his name? There's just, uh, when everyone's disappearing, and Rhodey, I don't remember who he who he's looking for, but he's just walking around gotcha. in the iron, uh, the war machine war outfit, machine, yeah. just being like, calling for someone, I don't remember who. And it's just this wobbly head on top of this super animated machine by him. Like, so that was like a reshoot. That must have been a pickup, and yeah, then they yeah. ran out of time, right. and just had to get it out. But it was just, that made me chuckle. That was completely off the rails from, from the list, but that made they just, me chuckle. I don't know. Oh, that movie really did make death obsolete in that universe. Kind of feels like X Men now. A little bit, you know, like well, people can come back if they fucking die. Who gives a shit? They'll recast them and they'll be, they'll be fine. And he's got the Soul Stone too. So from a story perspective, anyone who gets that gauntlet in the next movie can literally bring anyone back to life who died. Mm. I think it's going to be everyone who turned to dust, but it technically could be anyone. So that that is that is a way too powerful of a machine. I think that's where you, that's where you leave it, man. On on the crux of what will happen, right. what do you think is gonna the speculation for the next part? My speculation is that um, the next one actually it's a bit of a because Mark Ruffalo said something which made my, got my gears turning, which I don't know if I should repeat it here to you, but uh, in an interview he said, "What would you call the next Avengers? Avengers four? And Ruffalo said, "The long goodbye." So I think it's just going to be the original Avengers again, the guys from uh, from the very first Joss Whedon movie teaming up, and they realize they have to sacrifice themselves yeah. in order to save everyone else. So that's going to wipe the slate clean of the first four Avengers. Maybe Black Widow, maybe not. I don't know. Hawkeye, maybe not. But those guys for sure, Hulk, Iron Man, Cap, and Thor, will be dead, and everyone else will be back, and that's going to start the next chapter. Right. That's my assumption. And it's going to be a two-hour movie of them just plotting of how to get the, the gauntlet back from Thanos. And just like, you know, again, the part one of the Harry Potter movie where it's Harry and Hermione go camping, this kind of felt like that. It's just like, we're just going to set up exactly what you know is going to happen right. in the second one, because all the good shit's going to happen in the second one. Right. This just felt like a big placeholder. Right. Um, yeah. And I, that's... I. Again, I get it. The movie's too right, two hours and 40 minutes long. You got a lot of shit. It's essentially it. Avengers meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I guess that's why it's awesome and also a giant fucking bad idea just, at the it's same a time. Buffet. It's It's like trying it's, to review the Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> and for anyone listening to this who is, doesn't know what the Mandarin is, it's just a giant buffet. And, and you your local giant Chinese food buffet where like the huge steam trays and everything. Right. Oh, so review that meal. And you're like, I don't fucking know how. I think I, I ate 14 egg yeah. rolls. And I want to go out on the note of saying, um, just just brutally saying, if you're 35 to 40 years old and this movie broke you emotionally... Grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. Jesus Christ, <laughs> There dude. might be something wrong with you. You might be st- caught... You might, you're just... You're, you're part of the system. 
now this this arrested development Hollywood system of keeping everyone in a juvenile state seriously screaming at each other over nothing on Twitter and cr- breaking down over a Marvel movie means you're not maturing as a human I'll pass you an olive branch to those people like whenever Peter was like don't let me go Mr. Stock I was like oh that's kind of right. sweet there are they, moments for they sure they did like they were like a band of brothers kind of moment and I like that but I'm not fucking crying that's right. ridiculous if you're 15 and it broke you godspeed if you're 20 and we're 10 when the first Iron Man came out godspeed but if you're like pushing 40 and this movie broke you you might want to take a step back and evaluate what the world has done to you another olive branch Han Solo I'll forgive (laughs) you can cry during Han Solo because that character's been around for 40 freaking years right these guys were (sighs) (laughs) sack up I think the theme of this podcast has been sack up. And the final thing I want to say is, if you've enjoyed our insults and ranting and aren't feeling too personally offended by what we've said, check us out at spaceactionheroes.com. There you'll find a wonderful comic about four misfits and a robot going on delightful adventures. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube. That would be great. We need some YouTube subscribers. So fucking subscribe to that YouTube and we'll give you... For once we hit a thousand subscribers, I will personally kiss every subscriber right on the eyeball. Yeah, unless you unless you're crying because of the movie broke you. And I if, swear to God, if you do cry, they would leave you to die on a rock. You know, back in the old west, you'd be the first to go. Yeah, you could you can't lift a pail of water. And I get you God shouldn't. I I understand the the you shouldn't judge someone else's emotions, but at the same time, if someone's upset over a Snickers bar. You can go, dude, objectively, it's pretty fucked up. You're upset over a Snickers bar. And I kind of think comic book movies fall into that category of maybe reassess. Or broaden your palette and see other movies. You want to see that really fucking come to a head? Which is better, folks? Justice League or Infinity War? Ooh. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to say Justice League is better than Infinity War. Right, DC? Don't touch me.